so um, <clears throat> just processing the hallelujah just processing the five senses of the body of Christ you know five dimensions fivefold ministry the gifts that he's given to the body um, to awaken sons to glory to help sons to follow the spirit to awaken the totality of the spirit the reality that the spirit brings you know spirit leads us to all truth um, soul apostles prophets evangelists um, pastors and teachers um, the evangelist I can see the evangelist as the messenger um, the apostle is the plumber Evangelists, the messenger, they they shine light on the word of truth. You're in Christ. Christ is in you. Um, you're in a new world. You know. They speak to the to the poor in spirit, the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus said, the "Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me to preach liberty to the captive." Jesus taught what was surrounding the world so that they would believe. He taught them that the Father was surrounding them and that He was within them. And that was the kingdom. You know, the kingdom is fellowship with the Father and the Son. You obtain the Son's position before the Father and you receive the Father's love towards the Son. So the word of truth is the gospel to the poor. And Jesus said, he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So um, through the message, through the knowledge, it would create a awareness and reception of the kingdom, of the unseen kingdom, the Father's love. Um, that's why I said the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. So we shift from being a human to a child of God. And then by this we cry, Abba, Abba Father. So in that position that we obtain through the knowledge of the Spirit, through the vessel of the evangelist or the evangelistic word of truth communication, um, we see that it unfolds a worldview of God, a worldview of the Father. So um, we see every aspect of the fivefold in Jesus. You know, Jesus went and preached the gospel to the poor. He went and did miracles and 
healed, healed the sick, raised the dead. He demonstrated the totality of the kingdom and preached the good news. That's the evangelist. Um, he went into cities. At the time, he wasn't. I don't. I don't believe that he could get people filled with the spirit at the time because you know it wasn't time to send the spirit until he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven that's when he sent the spirit to the disciples so that they could um, connect hearts to the reality of God um, so but we still see him modeling the apostolic mandate which is advance the kingdom in in spheres, in, in in towns. Let's go to um, Tyre and Sida city, and let's evangelize that whole city. Um, and when you notice, he would say, "Woe to you, Tyre and Sida! Woe to you, this city, Capernaum." I don't know which one he said, but <clears throat> as he was saying the woes, he was talking to the cities. Um. So, apostolic mandate is to establish the order of heaven on earth. To get heaven's activity to remain in the hearts of men. Um, for the sake of rebuilding cities. I think in Isaiah says they will rebuild cities. They will restore ancient ruins. That's the apostolic mandate. To that's why that's why most apostles start churches. They go place to place to um, get the message in the hearts of men to awaken every man's conscience um, to Christ in them. The message of the evangelist is you're, you're, you're forgiven. You're in Christ. And he's and his light shines upon you. Um, faith comes by hearing that, you know. And when faith is awakened, faith becomes a discovering agent of the knowledge of him. apostolic mandate is to awaken the law of the spirit of life within that person um, it's even a part where it talks about Jesus said you know um, those that come to me I lead them to the waters so there's dimensions of unfolding it's not just you know you believe in the gospel and that's good you're a believer it's discipleship it's it's a deeper dimension of the knowledge of him. That's why he said, he didn't just say, Wait, you know, when you come to me, you'll be with me. I'll lead you to the waters. You know, and we know when Jesus talks about the water of life, when you drink of this water, two things happen. Um, two things happen. Out of your belly flows rivers of living water as the result of the second one which is it wells up to eternal life 
that very same water of life. So you become a a, a river bank in which the river from the throne flows to you and the river, the waterfall of the river flows through you from heaven to earth. Um, and you translate in your consciousness to eternal life while you express eternal life on earth as it is in heaven. So, um, I just see the, um, the apostolic mandate is to get the kingdom in you, you know, or awaken you to the kingdom that's already there. The kingdom is the Christ, the mind of Christ. Awaken your very mind, your very conscience to the mind of Christ, which holds the memory, the present state reality before the Father, you know, the union with the Father, <laughs> the whole divine nature, the whole package. Um, so, um, we see that mandate said Isaiah they will rebuild cities rebuild ancient ruins cities is not just you know Detroit Michigan uh, Texas you know Houston Texas cities is people the city of God Zion is a people you are Zion that's what Jesus said don't don't believe them when they say the kingdom is here it's there the Christ is here it's there I am in you. The kingdom is in you. So, our new way of engaging life, our new way of technology will not be outside of us. Not be the way that the world does, which is technology outside of you. Which makes you dependent outside of you. But the technology is in us. Jesus said on that day, I think in John 14, you'll know that I am in you. You are in me. I am in the Father. Fathers in me, the new technology of the spirit, the new technology of our identity. The spirit is identity, and we would exchange, you know, beauty for ashes. Um, um, and I think that's that. I believe that's the way that we would be restored. You know. When Christ taught that. That's why he sent the spirit of truth. To lead us into all truth. Within our very being. And that truth will make us free. Um, so we see the apostolic mandate in that way. And then the prophetic mandate. Prophet mandate in Jesus is. He exposed the home dimension of heaven. Of the father. You know. I am in the Father. You know, um, so there's a mandate of the of the prophetic to expose the Father's heart to the insider, to the Father's heart. You know, um, when Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration and they began to see prophetically. Um, I, I believe prophetic is not future, but 
the unseen become invisible. You know, Jesus said, when you see me cast out a demon, what's really happening is the kingdom of God is coming upon them. So he's helping them to see the prophetic scope, the unseen point of view of the moment of deliverance so that they will be free from the temporal perspective of life and they will see the eternal perspective you know the, the disciples were like you know man the demons are answering to us they saw the temporal perspective Jesus said nevertheless don't let that be your focus don't rejoice that the demons are answering to you rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is written in me. You're, you, you are one with me. That we have the same name. So he's trying to get them to see the prophetic view of the expression. I am the vine. You are the branch. Not the fruit bearing, but I am the vine. You are the branch. So um, when you look at the Mount Transfiguration, you see Jesus um, exposing them to the eternal point of view, the past, present, future of the I am Christ. <clears throat> um, and this prophetic worldview liberates us from our home in the earth. And it shows us we are at home in Christ, in God. We are in Christ, in God. With Christ, before God. Um, you know, um, I in Colossians 3 he says if you be risen with Christ set your affections on things above so if you be risen with Christ so he's showing the position of our identity not the position of our flesh our flesh is not our identity our spirit is so if you be risen with Christ set your affections on things above where Christ sits at the right hand of the Father for you have died and your life is now hid with Christ and God. And when Christ appears, then you shall appear with him in glory. <clears throat> so we see that that's a prophetic worldview. He's exposing the unseen point of view of life. And that was what the prophets did. They were exposing the unseen point of view. Christ of his kingdom so that we would find home in Christ and not be experientially like always looking for experiences to be sustained it's one thing for a fish to be dying of of, of dying of, of thirst of air of, or water water is air to a fish but if, it's one thing for a fish to be dying of, of water need for water and you're pouring water on it every now and then you know which can sustain its life duration you know it can, it can sustain the the life of the fish but it doesn't free the fish so he will survive by you just pouring water on him maybe I'm just there's an explanation maybe maybe not um but the point is, when you put that fish in water, its environment and atmosphere liberates its quality of being, the highest quality of being. You know, so when you see that, 
that's the same thing with us. That's why we were made in God's image and likeness. Um, an image is seen before the light. You know, um, when an image is in front of the light, it is described. We only see images because of light. Without light, you see no image. So, light plays a big part. Light represents the glory of the Father. The, the, the expression of the Father. The being of the Father before you. You know, the Bible says, um, the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Um, not just the face of Jesus Christ to us, but we obtain his very um, perspective before the Father. You know, we, that's why it says we're, we're with Christ in God so that we can behold the Father with Christ. Behold the light of His glory with Christ. You know, so, hallelujah. Um, so the prophetic worldview exposes us to our home in Christ. Um, the teachers... Or better yet, I'll start with pastors. Pastors, they help bring comfort. They help expose the shepherd of Christ. Jesus was a shepherd. He walked with you. He counseled you. You know, um, he was more of a listener when it came to the pastoral. In order to correct and navigate. Without listening, if Jesus just taught the disciples, they would have never grown. But he had to listen to them to see where they were in order to navigate them to where he was. You know, so pastors are more counselors, navigators, nurturers. Um, they nurture the development of your awakening to you being in Christ and Christ in you. They help nurture that. This is all in the spirit, but yet the body expresses it to confirm the spirit. You know how the Bible says the spirit teaches you all things. You don't need a teacher. Um, but God has given gifts to the body specifically to help you to obtain the teacher of the spirit that equips you with each dimension. You know, um, it's very, very, very necessary, you know, um, that we obtain the Spirit while we are receiving from the vessel of the Spirit, which is the body. If we stay in the, with the body, with the church, we never process into the kingdom. So each dimension of the body helps us to learn the quality of the Spirit, which is the Spirit of Jesus. Which is the spirit of the Father. You know, the, which is the image of the Father. So, the spirit of Jesus in us, we're one spirit with Christ. We begin to follow Christ, follow the spirit, be led by the spirit. 
in every quality of his being. And once we are led into all truth, we can manifest all truth. But one thing about being led into all truth is what we learn, we serve. You know? It's not just waiting until you're perfect, but when what you learn, you live, you know? What the Spirit ignites upon you from the river of life and th from the throne, the Spirit ignites within you from heaven to earth. You know, and um, so we see the, the pastors are the nurturers. They nurture the quality of Christ in you. <laughs> With the context of the mind of Christ, they're not nurturing the mind of Adam. They're not patting your demons or are they making a substance out of your old man. They know that there's a new man called Christ in you only. The old man was crucified, so their their conversation is not the old man. It's the new man. Their the context of they why they engage you is there's a new man in Christ. There's a new man, a new creation that is unfolding from this being. And <clears throat> I'm here to nurture, serve. Um, the teacher is more of a equipper, a trainer, and even trains you in, like, how can I explain it? Like, when you see Jesus teaching, he was teaching concepts that you were to step into, you know, whether it's the Beatitudes, he was showing you a process of unfolding, a process of what Christ looks like, um, like, okay, so a pastor helps you to process in the comfort of heaven in the nature of the Father and the teachers help you to process in the expression of the kingdom and even there's a teaching aspect in the beholding um, yeah there's a teaching aspect in beholding God that helps us to enter into his rest there's a knowledge of his ways that enables to enter into his rest so teachers help that and when I say pastors, evangelists, prophets pastors or pastors, evangelists prophets, apostles, teachers when I say these qualities, these are like five senses the eyes, the ears, the mouth I'm not saying anything separate than the person of the face you know it is Christ that's why it says when he ascended into heaven he gave he let captivity captive and he gave gifts to man the gifts is his very senses um, the spirit ignites our senses in righteousness in 
the mind of Christ. That's why I said the spirit searches the deep things of God. Who knows the mind of a man except the spirit of a man? Spirit knows the mind of God. The mind of God is Christ. The search, the searching of the mind of God is the spirit. The spirit is like the wheel. The being of the wheel and the mind is God. But it's God. It's all God, you know. So when I say these qualities of the fivefold, um, the fivefold revealing of Christ in man, is what is it? Is what it is. It's Christ. It's not man. It's not turned upon us. It's unfolded as we turn upon Him, as we turn to Him, return to Him. The light of his glory communicates the gifts. The gifts and dimensions that awakens us to the totality of Christ in the five dimensions of who he was, you know. Um, man, there's so many. Like, the nature of his fruit, fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, the workings of the spirit ministries of the spirit services um, the seven spirits each quality is every resource of the law of the spirit of life just like in nature a tree is held up by every resource of nature the law of nature in the ground and enables the ground to captivate the roots so that the roots don't fall out when the winds you know, so the roots hold the tree. You know, the sunlight engages with energy that enables the ground to to help the seed to grow. Same with the water. The nature of the water, the law of the water um, enables the, the soaking of the ground for, I believe, to enable the, the roots to become more one or more receptive to the nutrients of the ground. You know, even science science says that um oxygen and, and carbon dioxide, monoxide, carbon dioxide is exchanged from humans to to um to the trees. So that's another law that they receive, you know. So there are many laws that enables that tree to grow. So the law, the spirit of life, is the totality of the law, the quality of God that enables sonship. And it's through all these giftings, specifically, I'm talking about the fivefold, um, that unlocks sonship, that helps us to see the quality of the spirit that reveals the quality of Christ, that reveals the quality of the Father. You know, so it's the, the body, the spirit, Christ, the Father, that we translate into a deeper understanding of who's engaging us. You know, they, when they seen Jesus, they thought he was a man, you know, a prophet, the body. Then they begin to see deeper the Christ anointed one, the spirit, son of God, you know, 
lower. You know, and then he, he topped it at the end. When you see me, you see the Father. So, the more we fellowship with him, the more we discover in the deeper dimensions of who he is. And when we see him, we should be like him. So, the glory of the Father we see is the glory of the Father we be in the earth. As he is, so are we in the earth. So, man, that is, um, just kind of wanted to shine light on the fivefold and the dimensions that unfolds timeless reality with God. Limitless, timeless reality, fellowship. This is vision um, that helps us to receive properly, you know, of the body of Christ. And that helps us even to serve corporately, knowing that, okay, I may flow more in the profit aspect. Somebody needs to hear the message of the gospel. I'm going to send him to Francois de Troyes. Stay in with him for a season. Let let rest. Let the message of the gospel, you know, awaken you to the fact that you're in Christ. That Christ is Lord. <clears throat> and then you believe. And when you hear the message, when you hear the word of truth, you need an apostolic awakening. You need someone to awaken you to receive the spirit of Christ in you to locate Christ in you in a powerful way that you lose sight of the you in you that you thought you were you know and um same with the prophets and pastors and teachers you know there are many different dynamics that we exchange from that helps us to learn the spirit in the highest quality because we if we only learn this, if I only learn the spirit according to prophetic, being prophet, prophetic, I would um, lose sight of everything. You know what enabled me to be where I'm at now because I received the, the message of truth through an evangelistic grace. I received the apostolic awakening to Christ in me. I received the teaching of the journey, the pastoral navigation, and, and nurturing. Um, and the prophetic worldview. So I, when, I res, when I engage the spirit, it's with all these qualities of reception in mind. You know? So I think this is important so that we don't stay in a box or don't um, put God in a box, you know? Or put ministries in a box. We should be putting a demand on ministries so that we receive our mother, so that we receive the body. If we never put a demand, I believe one, the reason why people leave churches is because there's a demand that that specific quality of the body can't can't fulfill, and it's not it's not a you're not enough thing. It's more so um, I need the body to unfold the totality of Christ to me because we don't have a um, because the fivefold isn't established in the churches 
in as, as like the assembly line, like I said, you know, because it's not that, we have a deficiency of expression and unlocking of Christ. So prophetic groups would have, prophetic teachers and groups would have um, a just a prophetic thing. So they would be living in the unseen, not valuing the natural realm. Apostolic mandates would have an earthly expression and progression of the kingdom, but not a heavenly home of Zion. Um, so you see that all these dimensions um, are necessary for the cultivation of the of the um, discovery of the fullness of the spirit. You know, and when a community discovers the fullness of the spirit. Um, through the body you know they discover the fullness of the spirit in Christ um, and then they discover the fullness of the glory of the father we must progress together this is this is beyond a church but the church if every avenue was connected every ministry was connected to one another and we, and we receive each other's qualities, although different, we would, we would mature as a corporate man, you know, beyond just church walls, but in the spirit. Man, oh man, hallelujah. So, that's all for now, man. Hallelujah. <laughs>